Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Alexis. You're listening to Central Crazies Podcast. Where we tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And we let our crazy flag fly free with no limit. Alexis and we are gonna do a case that happened in New York but before I get started I'm going to make sure that you follow us on central underscore crazies underscore podcast or email us at central crazies podcast at gmail.com so on December 8th 1980 In the archway of the apartment known as the Dakota, which is on the northwest corner of 72nd and Central Park West, it's in the upper west side of the borough of Manhattan in New York City. New York! Yeah, it made me think of you whenever you were in New York for a short time. Yep. (laughs) I rode a subway. Yeah, I've never been on a subway. It was wild. Were there hobos? Yeah. They just <laughs> literally sleep and just ride the train or ride the subway back and forth. I mean, the subway's free, right? Or like you pay, I think you like pay to get on, but then like you're just like on there. Like you could just like One time stay until on you it. leave. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> and um yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I wouldn't want to live in New York City, but like it was cool to visit. I gotcha. Yeah, it seems too busy. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> called the city that never sleeps for a reason. Like, I realized that because, like, everyone, I, did, I didn't stay out that late, but everyone said that, like, how busy it is then is how busy it is at, like, 3 a.m. Like, it's just like really? that all the time. Yeah. That's too much. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine living there? No, I need my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Like, I, I get cranky, like, you know, like, when my neighbors are, like, a little bit too loud. So. Right? No, I could not. Right? And, like, there's constant honks. Like, just how it is in the movies. Uh-huh. It's like that. Like, it's just like that. It's crazy. It's No, thank Like, you. everyone's in a rush all the time. Like, like everyone's late for a meeting, it seems like. And, like, <laughs> I just feel like it's, like, everyone here is, like, more chill compared. It's so weird. Yeah, and I get overwhelmed with, like, downtown Oklahoma. I don't even. Right? I'm not ready. Uh. Yeah, like, I mean, I, w- I was having fun because, like, it was, but I couldn't do it all the time. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, anyway. Okay, so this happened in New York City, and. Uh, I'm excited. I don't know what this is about. So, on December 8th, 1980, there were five shots fired. It was from a Charter Arms 38 Special Revolver. And the man who shot the, shot this gun, his name was Mark David Chapman. And four of the five bullets landed in the back of my second favorite beetle, John Lennon. Oh my gosh. Yes. Who's your favorite? Paul? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's got to be Paul. Yeah, those puppy dog eyes. 
Oh, yeah. I I liked him ever since, like, as a teenager. I didn't know you were doing this. I didn't know I was until uh, I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, he had shot John Lennon in the back four, well, five times, but only four landed in there. And uh, John Lennon became a target to Chapman through a few things. And they are because of an interview he had in March where John Lennon quoted that they were more popular than Jesus. And two songs, two songs that Lennon wrote were very offensive to Chapman because of the lyrics. The songs were God and Imagine. I know Imagine. Okay. Uh, and all the celebrities were singing it, and, like, it was just very cringy. Oh, my God, I watched that. And I was just, like, I couldn't watch the whole thing. It I literally, know. like, I had to turn that shit off. I was just, like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Stop. <laughs> Please, stop. And then, like, I looked at the dislikes, and I was, like, okay, I'm not the only one that, like, feels, like, the cringe in this. Uh-huh. Everyone was just, like, Please. <laughs> but yeah like honestly I used to be obsessed with Imagine like when yeah. I was like in middle school I was like yes this is how life should be this is the best song ever I agree I love yeah. that song so much okay so personally I hadn't heard the song God I haven't either so I looked into it and personally like they weren't hurting anyone with the song but in the song it stated that he didn't need anyone except him and his love, Yoko. Oh, my God. I keep talking about the Beatles. I know. Yoko. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I'm <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's no hate for Yoko, but she did break up the Beatles. That, that's a, Hey, that caused a lot of hate for some people. Um, <laughs> so the song, it stated that I don't believe in Jesus and I don't believe in the Beatles, which enraged Chapman. Because how could he not believe in the two things that he believed in the most? Because he was a diehard fan. So love the Beatles. So it just like hurt him that like he didn't have the same like he didn't believe in the same. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the same beliefs as him. Right. Which I mean I I understood like if he said that if he was offended by John Lennon saying that they're more popular than Jesus then, yeah, he definitely would not have liked freaking Imagine because he said, imagine if there's no heaven. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. I can see he would not like that. I didn't hear God, though. Yeah, he was definitely mad about the imagine <laughs> there's no heaven. <laughs> it's easy if you try. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song. Stop making me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, People around Chapman started to notice that he would get really angry whenever they would mention John Lennon to uh, around him. What the hell, dude? He's just like, like Hulk smash or that's something. Like, <laughs> that's like, okay, like Red Hot Chili Peppers is my favorite band. That's like if you mentioned Anthony Kiedis, then I was like, shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, don't you mention that name around me. <laughs> Like I'd be like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, I thought, was, I thought you loved them, dude. Like, I did. <laughs> that's too much. No. <laughs> okay, so, um, he was also so he was very religious, and 
he had a prayer group made, and they made their own joke about Lennon's song Imagine. It went, now, excuse me, I'm going to try to sing this, but, like, don't hold it against me. And I love John Lennon. So, okay, this is his version of Imagine. Okay, I haven't heard this. Imagine, imagine if John Lennon was dead. Oh, my God. Yeah, how fucked up. (laughs) So, Chapman's childhood friend, which I wouldn't admit my name after this, but his childhood friend, Miles McNanshoe. Manish. Hey. Wait, was that all it said? Imagine if John Lennon was yeah, dead. Yeah, it's not even clever, but <laughs> they recalled that song as that he was a communist. Which, okay. <laughs> and Chapman was married, and he was married to a woman named Gloria. And she had stated that Chapman was so angry that Lennon would preach love and peace, but yet have millions of dollars. Which made Chapman enraged again. Because he can preach it, but he doesn't follow through. Because Chapman stated that Lennon told us to imagine no possessions, and there he was with millions of dollars in yachts and farms and and country estates. Laughing at people like, like me who had believed the lies and bought the records and built a big part of their lives around his music. He thought he was a big phony. I mean. I mean, like, I can see it. I mean, you know, like, it's the same with, like, freaking, if nobody knows the Nirvana and Guns N' Roses beef, I felt the same way about that. Like, I freaking love Nirvana. But they Mm -hmm. would always go at Guns N' Roses because they said that Guns N' Roses was the establishment and they just care about money. But. Uh, Nirvana wanted that money too. You know what I'm saying? Like they wanted to be successful too. Yeah, to isn't an that extent. the whole point of becoming a rock star? Like, I mean, to an extent. I mean, get the chicks and whatnot. But like, th- that's the thing is that there was a certain line. Like everyone says that. Like, I'm not trying to go on a tangent, but like everyone says that. Like Kurt Cobain would fucking hate how popular like Smells Like Teen Spirit is now. Like it has like over a billion views on um, Why? YouTube now. Because he wanted to be like a hipster, like not that cool, like. Oh on my the gosh, being a hipster is like <laughs> everybody's goal now. Like, sorry, bud. I know. I don't know. It's just like, but if I look back on it, it's just kind of funny to me that they had like a beef over that. But like, <laughs> it kind of was like, in my opinion, like it w- was kind of funny that like they said they're like a fi- fighting the establishment, man. But like, <laughs> they totally were like getting money too, you know? Yes. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to take a short break. Okay, and we're back. But honestly, for that era, he was a really good perspective. He thought peace, he brought peace to people who probably needed it the most, and to hear that you don't need all the materialistic things to be happy. It's not a lie. I mean, he earned all that he had, and he shouldn't be ashamed of that. It's truly a shame that John Lennon is no longer on this earth with Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney is 77, and I've been to two of his concerts, and he <laughs> rocks. Yeah. Dude, like, 
I've gone twice with my stepdad, but, like, he rocks. Like, he doesn't take any water breaks, and it's just amazing. Aw. Like, and that's hard, and he rocks hard. Yeah. Paul McCartney's so cute. Like, there's this one part with uh, uh, the song Live and Let Die, and it's like, live and let die and then fire, boom. And it's freaking awesome. Dude, yeah, I freaking love Live and Let Die. I love that song so much. But you know what? It would also be really awesome if him and him and John Lennon could do that together. Like, I mean, obviously they won't do that song together, but I know, I know what you mean. If they could uh, make some song together, is is Paul McCartney the only Beatle left alive? And Ringo, Ringo's still alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Ringo gets a lot of hate because <laughs> everybody's like, "I don't like Ringo." Oh, I always liked his name. I just think Ringo Starr. Yeah, I do. I always like stars. Uh, yeah, that's fair. It's my favorite shape. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that he's a drummer. Um, so Chapman had an alternative hit list of potential targets in mind. McCartney talked about the host Johnny Carson, actress Elizabeth Taylor, actor George C. Scott. I know Elizabeth Taylor. She played Cleopatra. And Johnny Carson. It was a talk show. Oh. <laughs> okay. She hit me. Um, it was a love tap. It's fine. <laughs> I'm bruised. <laughs> and also, uh, former lady or er, former first lady Jacqueline Kennedy. Jackie O. JFK's wife. And the president Ronald Reagan, and he had just been elected. And Hawaii Governor George Ariyoshi. I'm guessing. he chose John Lennon out of pure coincidence. Or convenience. Why were these all his targets? And Elizabeth Taylor was still alive at that time? I guess, yeah. I did not know that. Because she is like, she, Elizabeth Taylor was like around when like Marilyn Monroe was around. But I mean, I guess that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. I guess so. I'm so confused. <laughs> so. What? what? What year was this, bro? <laughs> it was 1980. JFK was, oh, JFK's wife. I was like, JFK was already dead. Yep. Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, Do you know the book The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger? No. Okay, so uh, in that book, there's a character named Holden Caulfield. And he's the protagonist in the book. And uh, so Chapman, he loved this book. And I don't know why he freaking loved this book. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't read that often, and I've read it twice. But, like, I probably wouldn't read it again. <laughs> but well, he seems a little obsessive. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. But, um, so it's about this teenager and... He's just kind of antisocial and suffers, like, severe PTSD. And uh, he just really related to him. And he just modeled his life after him. So, 
Okay. Yeah. So he just made this book like his whole thing. And so after he had shot John Lennon and he had fallen to the ground, Chapman remained at the scene reading the book. Were there people around? Oh, I'm sure there were. Was John Lennon's wife there? No, he was headed back from recording at, oh, at what was he recording? Um, He was, it was a special edition, or no, he, uh, it just stated that he was recording at the studio that night. But... My stepdad has sent me an article, and it stated that Chapman, earlier that same day, he had he had gotten a record signed by John Lennon. Oh, my gosh. So he got his autograph? Yes. And I guess since him and Yoko were both out, he like was like, oh, two people, I can't. So he waited? Yeah, waited until it was dark out, and so then he... He was like, oh, let me get his autograph, and then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just shows he stuck like around to get his nerves up. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yep, and then... Whenever... So he waited around, and he read the catcher in the rye until the police arrived. And... Because he planned to cite the novel as his manifesto. Yeah. And whenever Chapman was charged, his little legal team thought that he should qualify for the insanity defense. Since he was in a delusional, psychotic state. But he was never fully diagnosed with schizophrenia since he was short a couple of sim- symptoms. However, he stopped his legal team from trying to get the insanity plea because he knew that he had done something terribly wrong. So he pled guilty because he had admitted that that it was planned since it was the will of God. What the heck? Yeah. I mean, that sounds a little insane, though. Yeah, it does. (sighs) It does. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because obviously I don't know, I'm not an expert on mental illness, but, like, it, he definitely w- became obsessed with things, and he seemed a l- just very, like, I mean, who gets somebody's autograph right before they're going to? Right before they off them, yeah. You know, and then he's just like, oh, no, 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 let's not do the insanity plea. It's the will <laughs> of God. Like, oh. Uh. I mean, but, like, he did own up. He's like... You're right, like, I did do this, like, clear as day, like. Yeah, true. I mean, a lot of people would have tried to take the insanity play, play, insanity Uh plea. Which is always kind of uh, funny to me that people do that, because they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it for this reason, and then they're just like, oh, no, I'm crazy, no. Yeah, they're like, like, Satan possessed me. No. True. Yeah, I mean. uh, So he did stick to his guns on it, he's just like, no. Like, that was me. He did, and it later came up that he had been thinking of doing this for three months prior. Gosh. The judge allowed the plea 
to change and concluded that Chapman was competent to stand trial, sentencing him to prison term of 20 years to life with the stipulation that mental health treatment be provided. So good. Oh, wow. And uh, years after Chapman was imprisoned, he refused the press interviews, but six years later, he let them come and did the interviews, and uh, he stated that he regretted doing that to John Lennon, and his intention was never for fame. But he got it to an extent because literally all he did was kill John Lennon. Like, that is, he hasn't, that's all he did. Yeah, and he was doing something so weird, like reading The Catcher in the Rye after. Yeah, what, what else, like, is there, like, he would have never gotten interviewed if it hadn't been for something like that? Yeah. And why is he doing interviews? What good is it doing? I mean, I don't know. I'm ca- probably going to watch one now, though. I mean, yeah, <laughs> probably just wanting to let everybody know that, like, he wish he wouldn't have done it. Yeah, because then you wouldn't be in prison. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, it is good that he's showing remorse, but I'd rather have John Lennon over him. Definitely. In uh, 2000, Chapman became eligible for parole, which was denied multiple times. And now in 2020, it's whenever his next eligibility parole is, so we will wait and see. Dang. So. Well, I had to keep an update on that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because it's crazy to me. I didn't recognize his name when you said it. Like, that that's who. Yeah, I didn't I think didn't he would. So I kind of, like, wanted to sneak it in. You did. And <laughs> I didn't realize that he died in New York City. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, December 8th is also my mom and stepdad's anniversary. Oh which, gosh. like, I don't know if they meant to do that, but, like, my d- my stepdad is, like, a diehard fan. And, like, I mean, like, he got me into him <laughs> just because, like, uh, what I was trying to download some music onto my iPod and uh, accidentally downloaded, like, all of his music. So, like, now I know the Beatles and Tenacious D. <laughs> Which I'm oh, not yeah. sorry. I remember you telling me that my um my mom and my stepdad got married the day that Michael Jackson died and Ferris Fawcett died, like literally oh the gosh. same day. Yeah, it wasn't planned, it just happened, <laughs> but you know. Memories. <laughs> yep. It was wild. Yeah, that's nuts. Yep, but that is the case of Mark David Chapman. So uh, before we go, I just want to remind you guys that you can follow us on Instagram at central underscore crazies underscore podcast. And you can email us at centralcrazyspodcast at gmail.com. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.